Welcome to a new conversation on the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Casey. There's an unprecedented transference of generational wealth that's underway, yet families have a tough time talking about these things. And as major life transitions crop up and come into the picture, communication on these topics can be essential. Our guest today is Lori Sackler. She's the author of the book, The M Word, The Money Talk Every Family Needs to Have About Wealth and Their Financial Future. Lori Sackler is a financial advisor, senior vice president and family wealth director at Morgan Stanley, where she leads Evergreen Lane Wealth Management Group. Her team is dedicated to helping individuals and families keep up with change, satisfying their financial security, addressing lifestyle and legacy concerns, and successfully guiding them through life's transitions. She's a certified investment management analyst, a certified financial planner, and a non-practicing certified public accountant. Lori is also the creator and former host of the radio show, The M Word, on WOR in New York City. Lori, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure. So why are conversations about money so important? Well, I'm sure you've read about the big transition of wealth that's taking place. You know, when I wrote the first book, it was 10 years ago, and and there was a transition from the greatest generation, the silent generation taking place. And now we're starting to see boomers um, move into that space with a huge trillions of dollars of transfer of assets. And when I got involved with this topic, I started to realize there was a failure rate in transitioning assets across generations of 70% failure rate, major reason breakdown in communication and trust. And that lack of communication and trust can result in the loss of harmony and family relationships and money. So as I dig deeper, I didn't see a lot of information out there as to how to actually conduct these talks successfully. And I was witnessing a lot of families really struggling with the topic. And part of the reason I wrote the second this second edition is because even though it seems to be more mainstream, I can see it in the financial services industry, the media, even the popular culture. I'm not seeing widespread adaption. And most of the information out there is, is with journalists, quite frankly, who don't have the professional knowledge and experience that people like me have to really bring reality to the conversation. So yeah, it's a very difficult uh, topic and it's so important. By the way, just to say all transitions require communication and trust. And so my uh, experience is there's failed transfers in all big transitions in life because of that, not having that communication open. Absolutely. Great point. What makes these conversations so hard? There are so many reasons for it. And I, you know, I break it down to these sort of the obvious versus what simmers below the surface and typically control and trust come to the top of the agenda. Family history, there may be a culture issues, gender politics. I talk about the gender difference, the differences between women and men and dealing with money and talking about and openly talking about issues and marriages, et cetera. So I feel like the important part of all this is to figure out what's interfering with your families having these conversations. And I give a whole host of reasons. I explore them. And so it's it's up to you to kind of figure that out. You mentioned transitions and retirement, certainly a major life transition. If a couple has a money talk before one or both retires, what are some of the key topics that you think they should discuss? Well, this is your area of expertise, so I'm sure you have a lot of knowledge on this. But look, what is your lifestyle going to look like? How does that relate to your assets and any outside income you have? And then 
I think a topic that you discuss a lot is what is your life going to look like? We know there's like high suicide rates with people who retire, right? And there's a lack of purpose when there's been such a driven purpose for so many years. So I think it's the quantitative part of it. It's the qualitative. And then it's lots of conversations because when you retire, whether you're a a corporate executive or an entrepreneur or a professional, you need to kind of do your intake of all the assets and the income, but you need to have conversations with those people who are going to be impacted. It may, in fact, mean that you can't gift the way you were before, or you can't help your kids out with their first house, or maybe there's more assets to give. I mean, usually when people retire, and we do a lot of this, is they assess everything. And you want to look at all the factors and the family history and all the members of the family would be impacted. And of course, multiple conversations to get to the right solutions. And so how should people best prepare for that conversation? Or should I say a series of conversations? I always talk about preparation pays because like anything, it's the 10,000 hour rule, Malcolm Gladwell. You got to get good at things. And having conversations around difficult topics is a skill set, right? So I try to map out a five-step process. And of course, the first step is really to identify the transition, which in this case would be retirement, right? Because and identify five major ones in life. Uh, The second one is uh, what I call prepare the inner landscape. Figure out what are the reasons, what are the factors interfering with your family having productive conversations and sort of exploring that whole thing. And then, you know, the third is sort of prepare the outer landscape. That's actually preparing for the talk. So you want to put together an agenda. You want to think about all the issues that need to be discussed. And and then you want to figure out what I call the who, what, when, where, why, and how. Who needs to be involved in the conversation? When is the best time? Certainly not holiday time when everybody's stressed out, trying to get through airports and get to their final destination. You know, where is the best place to have it? You want to find a neutral, you probably know this as an executive coach, you want to have a neutral place that doesn't bring up a lot of baggage, right? Right. And we know why is it so important to talk about this, right? And figuring out, yeah, mom's retiring, dad's retiring, there are a lot of factors to talk about. And then how I talk about really getting feedback from people who are going to be affected in advance, having tools and skills for resolving conflict. And then the next step is asking for help. I always feel with a how you need a third party, whether it's an executive coach like you or a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, could be a trusted friend, somebody who knows all the family members and who has some skills and knowledge and can keep the conversations on course because you know, people can break down. You know, conversations come, we know about this, right? They can go into their, people go into their inner child. So I think it's important to think about what other persons can help with the how. Because this is a really difficult thing to do alone. And oftentimes we're brought into that conversation to be a mediator, third party, who could help all the parties come to some successful solution. And over your career, what have you noticed about how men and women may think about these topics differently? That's a really interesting topic. And I did a lot of research about this. It's really physiology. Our brains are built differently. We as a result, we operate differently. Women, it impacts the way we make this money decisions and how we communicate about things. So it could impact, you know, can impact priorities and goals, risk tolerance, and then our abilities to communicate about it. And 
just not to get too technical about this, there are certain changes. Women have a, a wider corpus callosum, so we can go back and forth between the left and the right brain. We have a slightly larger strategic part of our brain, which allows us oftentimes to think more long-term, where men are more short-term, looking for short-term results, thinking about trading more, whereas women may want a long-term strategy with multiple manager approach and not so hands-on every day. So I think the gender differences are huge. And I give examples when people come together and want to put together financial plans. They are loud and they are obvious and they are in the room. And what I try to tell people is they're universal. They're not unique to you. This has been confirmed by dozens of studies in over 30 countries with a million participants. So guess what? You're just part of this difference, Delta, which we need both minds to make great decisions, though. So, Well, so what's the story from your experience where this type of conversation really made a difference to one of your clients? Okay, so I have a lot of those. So let me just think through one that's most recent, because I think it just happened in our office last week. So we had we have a client who is a divorced woman, say 10 years divorced, who got a, a nice big settlement, but doesn't have the skills and wasn't quite able to adapt to the new lifestyle that she was going to have to in order to retain her assets over her life expectancy. So now she's not in good health and she's been consuming her assets. And of course, there's probably bigger expenses down the road. And what we're finding is she couldn't communicate with her children. Her children were so worried they were going to have to come in and rescue her. And so we had a money talk. So she invited us, uh, my partner and I, to sit with her daughter and her. Her daughter had been appointed as trustee of her trusts and She was worried about the daughter taking over control. She is a control freak on top of it. But there was a heated debate going on. And without divulging too much information, we finally got to a common agreement and as to how they would proceed and how they would work together and what roles each would play. So I feel like it couldn't have happened without a third party. It just couldn't have. There's so much baggage that people bring when it comes to money. So That's why I think it's essential for people to step up and for individuals who are going through retirement to seek out counsel. And on that point, one last question, if I could, how can financial advisors really help with these conversations? Well, financial advisors oftentimes are the quarterback. We're at the center. I speak to the lawyers and they go, okay, when they update their wills, that's when we talk to them, right? I speak to the accountants when they do their tax returns, right? That's the relationship. But when you think about an advisor who's doing the work, is acting as a quarterback and a comprehensive advisor who sees all aspects of both the financial and the emotional sides of the members of the family, that person becomes the ideal person. So what do I say? Because I just did a podcast yesterday at APIC, which is our, you know what APIC is, right? It's our big, big study group of really terrific advisors. And I said to them, this is your opportunity to step in and and moderate and mediate and be the third party who can bring the parties together when it looks like things are, when somebody, a leader is required. And so I think the financial advisor is so poignantly and so centrally the right kind of person to take on this task, but it takes skills. So I recommend 
look at my book or get information elsewhere, figure out how to do this. So it's important. Great. Thanks. And people will find information on your book in the show notes. And Lori, thanks for joining us. And thanks for spending time really helping educate us on this important topic. Thank you. It's fun to have fun. And if you want to talk more, reach out. And thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Time for takeaways, actionable ideas you can follow up on following this podcast conversation. Number one, what money talks do you need to have with your family members? When you think about the life transitions that may be ahead for you, what are the key topics that need to be communicated? What are the topics that need to be discussed? What are some of the decisions that may need to be made? Number two, how do you prepare for these conversations, plural? It's probably a series of conversations. So how do you best prepare so that you're ready to have a constructive conversation? What do you need to communicate? What do you need to listen to in terms of other family members' concerns, ideas, and input? Number three, is there a third-party resource that can help you? So it might be a financial advisor or other third party that provides services to you, but is there a resource who could help facilitate a productive, constructive discussion for you? Thanks for listening to the Retirement Wisdom Podcast. Our mission is to help people retire smarter by preparing for not only the financial side of retirement, but the non-financial aspects. What are the things on the life side of the equation you want to be driving toward? You can browse all of our episodes at our website, retirementwisdom.com. Across six seasons, we cover a lot of topics with a lot of great guests, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen.